Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. We're late. Easy. <laughs> We're late. We're late for a very important date. Episode 80, <laughs> or sorry, 90 is underway. Oh man, we're getting a little little bit of a late start, but we're rocking and rolling at this point, ready to go. Today on episode 90 of We Do Recover, I have a couple coming on. They're going to talk about marriage in recovery. Melissa and Aaron Vaught, how are you guys doing? Good. Good, good Jared. And of course, I got uh, a much better looking co-host this week than I typically do. Usually it's Dr. Sellers. Today I got my wife Mandy on. Yep. Thanks, babe. Can't Woo-hoo. wait to be here. It's exciting. Yeah, so we're going to jump into, you know... Marriage and recovery, a little bit of your guys' story. Um, excited to get to that. Before that, though, episode 90 is brought to us by Steps Recovery Centers. Steps Recovery Center is here to help you or a loved one get help as soon as you're ready to reach out. Reach out by giving them a call at 801-800-8142, or you can go to their website. That's stepsrc.com. Steps Recovery Centers has everything, detox, inpatient, outpatient, aftercare, uh, yeah, don't hesitate, right? That's right. You love working for Steps, Aaron? Best job I ever had in my life. Love it, love it. Yeah, so for those of you that I'm sure follow this podcast know I work for Steps. Aaron works with me at Steps. So, yeah, this is, this is fun, man. Good stuff. Thanks for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were thinking Aaron personally. I was thinking, oh, okay. thinking Aaron personally. Okay. You know, aren't you the one that pays <laughs> for this? <laughs> He'll take all that credit. No, I can't do that. All right. Well, safe to say I'm not on my A game, babe. Help me out here. What do we start off with usually? New and good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Why don't we start with Melissa? Yes. Oh, Melissa, what's new and good? What's going on in your world? World is good. I don't know. New. I don't know. Went on a little vacation. Cut it short, but went to Morro Bay. Aaron and I, three dogs. Fun time. Nice. When was this? Just last weekend? or No, this was a couple weeks ago, but it was good. So oh, it was good to get cool. away and go to the ocean. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. Love that. All right. Big big A, A-Ron. <laughs> N-A-Ron. However we say your name. New What's and, new and, new good, and good? New and good, huh? Well, first, I'm like super stoked that I got Melissa to come on here with me. I'm, Us. <laughs> I'm also stoked That's for you awesome. to be on here. Awesome. Yeah. Because she's like a superstar. She really is. Um, so like I was telling you, uh, it's super cool this weekend because it's our anniversary weekend. Congratulations. Coming up on 14 years Monday. <laughs> but, uh, hey, we celebrate our anniversary the first of every month. Do you? We always mm-hmm. wish each other happy anniversary. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. I like that. That's way cool. Well, how many years? 14. 14. 14 years. 14 wow. years. Happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Happy years. Yes. Happy years. That's why we got you guys on here to talk about, you know, marriage and recovery. I mean, to make it four years, that's that's fantastic. Let's get let's get Max's new and good. Max, what's new and good? We finally get all this stuff figured out. Yes, I think we finally got everything figured (laughs) out. Holy cow, guys. So I appreciate you, appreciate you and your patience. So uh, for me, my new and good, right? I'm I'm a college football player, play here at Utah Tech. And you know, now the college athletes can get sponsored by different companies, right? I'm already sponsored by Zeppi's here in town, the great uh, Italian ice and, and frozen custard place. So check them out, 1013 East 100 South in sunny St. George. But I'm also finalizing a deal to uh, be sponsored by a pickleball paddle company. Wow. So 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 that that that, nice. that that's one of my nice. new and goods. Hopefully we'll finalize the, the deal in the next couple of days. But yeah, so you know, especially being down here in, in St. George, why not, you know? Have a bunch of pickleball stuff going. Absolutely, so. you got to yeah. get me a pickleball. Oh, of course, pickle paddle. Yes, I'll get. I'll get you guys paddles. Everything, man. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Nice. So, yep. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you checking. Thank in. you, man. They pay. They act. You can be a college athlete these days and make money. Yeah, you sure. See, can. Max just giving away his plugs. You yeah. know what I mean? Good job, Max. <laughs> and then, of course, the beautiful Mandy Miller. What's new and good with you? Um, new and good with me, probably being on the podcast today with you. I was going to say school, but I'm not quite ready for that to start yet. So new and good is being able to be here and co-hosting. Teachers, they get the whole summer off and then they're nervous to go back to work, right? (laughs) Yeah, whole summer off. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What is your new and good? My new and good. Oh, man. 
caught me off guard. I was just going to check in with everybody else. New and good going on in my world. Well, we just celebrated a year, so I don't nice. know that our anniversary has has truly stopped, you know? Like, there's something cool about an anniversary, since this is kind of the theme of the podcast today, marriage and recovery, that's just magical, you know? It was fun to see all the Facebook memories, and I got her, uh, uh, what do you call that, a scrapbook? Yeah, scrapbook, yeah. Scrapbook, and so we've been printing off, you know, wedding um, pictures mm-hmm. and so yeah, my, I'm still riding on that cloud. I'm still riding on the anniversary anniversary cloud. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it that. That's Thank you. Sweet. Well, we're talking about marriage and recovery. Mandy's going to start you guys off with the first question. <laughs> so first off, are you both in long term recovery? Oh yes, yes, oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so how much clean time do you, oh. each of you have? I have close to twenty years. Very nice. Fourteen years, just celebrated. Nice. Back in May. Very nice. Awesome. So our first question is, did you guys know each other during your active addictions? No, I did. I was mostly in Arizona in my active addiction. And when I moved here, I had, I think, three years clean. And so I met Aaron through mutual friends in the room. Game night. Game night. Game night. At Melissa's apartment. Yeah. (laughs) Had to park the motorcycle right on the sidewalk, get in trouble. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) very nice oh man have you heard uh stories of each other's days in active addiction oh yeah oh yes (laughs) (laughs) what they call that uh you know trauma bonding right related experiences that you share that kind of bring you together bring you closer okay so that's where it started let's get that story you're you're both in you know recovery you meet in the rooms it's game night (laughs) Aaron has 30 days clean. 30. I think I had more than that, but. Like 32? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had more than that, but. Uh, 16. I was I was young in recovery. Um, been in recovery before, but I had to go do more research. I mean, it's just what happens sometimes. You look like a scientist to me, yeah, and yeah, I can see you yeah, doing some research. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was good. I mean, you know, I know what I know now. Um. So it was, I think our first date was Fourth uh, of July. Fourth of July motorcycle ride. Yeah, so you was, hadn't uh, seen each other before game night. Game night is when you actually well, we met used to see each other that? at meetings. Oh, okay. right. But, but didn't really meet. Yeah, I thought she was with somebody else. Yeah, which <laughs> kind of bummed me out. Got yeah. Is that why you were angry and parked your motorcycle on her No, sidewalk? no. I, I knew then. You were trying to she, get some attention wasn't. from her? You wanted her to That's be like, where I parked. who's the guy that parked their motorcycle in my, so that she'd come talk to you? Is that Isn't what that, that was, called, like, peacocking? Yeah, exactly. To talk about? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that, it was the setup, right? Yeah. Subconsciously. But they were having a, they used to have a big deal down at um, the park on the 4th of July, um, right off Flood Street, Flood Street Park. And uh, so I took her for a motorcycle ride. I said, hey, you want to go for a motorcycle ride? She goes, sure. So I took her for a motorcycle ride, and I'll never forget. She whispered in my ear, and she goes, can you go faster? <laughs> and I was I was just trying not to scare her. Right, I said, right. oh, okay, I see how you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Way cool. Melissa, anything else you remember from that night? Nope. It was just fun. Fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool first date. That is a pretty cool first date. And then one of the other ones, he sli- we were in a meeting. I think it was in a church, actually, and he slipped me a note, motorcycle ride after the meeting, and there we went. So it's safe to say that motorcycle that you parked on her sideway when you first met was kind of the segue to your guys' relationship. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Were, there, were there concerns? Okay, so this is obviously about recovery. Let's make it a little recovery-related. You had at the time several years clean. Six. Six. Yes, nice. Was there some concern with Aaron being newly in recovery? There was. In fact, uh, when we did get married, my sponsor broke up with me for a little while. She's uh, very old school, and that's Mm -hmm. something you don't do, you know? And I was blessed to get her back. That sounds so funny. But um, there were concerns, and we made an agreement Right away. You know, you use, I use, done. You know, that person's got to go. There's just no questions. I'm not going to, I had 
um, past relationships where people used in my house can't do that. I, I my recovery is just way too important. So you you set some boundaries right up front. Mm-hmm. Got you. Well, I told her that hard line. Yeah, that is where, that, knowing where your, what your bottom line yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. I straight up told her if I use run. <laughs> <laughs> you know why is that, Aaron? Give us a little background on oh, that. I'm I'm a monster out there. You might end so, up in the desert living in a trailer. Yo, driving <laughs> that trailer through the gorge yeah, and wrecking never, it. Oh, that sounds familiar. Know. It's almost like I know Aaron's story, right? <laughs> <laughs> what were your what were what was what were you thinking around the time? You know what I mean? Did you um, did, did you feel bad when you found out that the whole conflict with her sponsor thing happened? Not really. Not really. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. We we talked about it. It wasn't it wasn't really about her sponsor. I mean, I felt bad that her sponsor felt that way, but um we prayed about it. We talked about it. Um the the good, the bad, what could happen. Um that's always it's a scary thing when you hook up with a, another addict in recovery and you get into a relationship. Bad things can happen. Yeah, I think the concern is typically uh first of all if you're within your first year, right? Like yeah. how much emotional stability have you built because it's hard enough dealing with our own emotions when you introduce somebody else into the picture that you're responsible for right uh yeah so i totally get that and then of course the fear that if one person falls they're both going down yeah right it happens it happens yeah seen it way too many times i think i just felt it you know it's kind of like we we were only together a couple months and months and got married I mean, that's kind of weird, too. You know, you just, when you know, you know, and I just felt that he was going to stay clean. I mean, I, I had no proof or no substance to that, but I just felt it. Nice. Let's get a little bit of the, the backstory. So we kind of know where you guys are at, you know, today. Celebrating, you know, your guys' wedding anniversary, all that fun stuff. How did you get clean? For the listener that's listening to this going, okay, that's great. They've been married for this long. They've got this many years in recovery. Like, Melissa, let's start with you. It, what point did you go, okay, enough's enough, and, and make changes in your lifestyle? I was in Arizona. I am from Southern California, Pasadena. My brother was in recovery and out and in and out. Anyways, I was living in a motel, and I just needed to do something. I have two children I hadn't seen. I went back to California, and I knew if I didn't do something different, I had to do something different. I felt it in my gut and or I would die. And uh, my brother had relationships. You know, he was actually homeless, but he had relationships with an outreach officer. And that person came and they took me to a detox that was for, I don't really remember. It was a medicated detox. And so I think it was a few days and then I was in rehab, you know, um, and I didn't really intend to never use again. I intended to learn how to control it. And I wanted to be able, I don't know why I always said it, um, but I wanted to drink with my daughter on her wedding whenever she got married. And she was, you know, very young then. So in different things, but I knew that I needed to do something different. And I'm grateful that I stayed. I love that, right? Like when I shared, you know, uh, the milestone that I just hit, I, I could see that too. Like when I first dipped a toe in this thing we call recovery, I just wanted to get everybody off my back, Yeah. right? Like, I, I had no intention of truly stopping um, until that gift of, of desperation. So, yeah. So you went to an inpatient treatment center? I did for five remember months. the name of it? I do. It was the Arena B in Los Angeles. Woohoo! Out in L.A., huh? Uh, South, How was that? That was fun. That was interesting. It was good. <laughs> um, and then I was in a sober living for... Three years, I think. Yeah. So I, I needed to get a foundation going, you know, before I could move on. And and I felt that I had it, you know, had struggles along the way. I got the kids back in my life and they weren't too happy. But, you know, we worked through it and now they are. That's awesome. Do you think changing locations, because it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went from Arizona to, to, to California. I started in California, went to Arizona and then came back to California. And this is all for boys, you know. And uh, then moved here for a boy, never used here. And so, and ended up staying, and I love it here, and my family's here. Got you. 
finally. Most of them, except my son. Got you. All right, babe, why don't you get Aaron's story? How did Aaron get into recovery? Aaron, how'd you get into recovery? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as good a co-host as Sellers. I'm sorry. You're great. So it took a long time for me. It wasn't like, like Melissa's great. I mean, she, she got, she went to treatment, um, got in sober living and never, never used or drank again. Right. That's not my story. So. Yeah. You, you led in earlier that you had to go out back out and do some more research. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, um, the judge sent me to, uh, the Salvation Army in Las Vegas, which was an in-house six month treatment program. And it was great. You know, um. Salvation it, Army, huh? Yeah, it was like do that or go to prison. You you pick. What do you want to do, Aaron? I'll take I'll take Salvation Army. It sounds good, sure. Judge. <laughs> right. And I'll be good down there. I promise. And I was, you know. I, um, but I really didn't have any intention of staying clean. It was just it was for the court, right? Yeah, that external um, motivation, right? Get yeah. that monkey off your back. Yeah, and it it happens all the time. Like we see it all the time. Oh yeah. Um, my heart wasn't in it, and then. You know, I met this girl down there, and, and like, the day I graduated, um, we went to her parents' house. Her parents were in Europe. They lived, like, up on the hill in Henderson, you know. I spent all my money on dope. Mm. That quick? That quick. Like, the day after graduation. Um, who does that? Somebody's not ready to be done yet, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess. Aaron? <laughs> but then... Uh, you know, I was I was on supervised probation, you know, so APMB kind of had a collar around my neck, and uh, we had to come to Jesus um, in APMP's office. And uh, how did they find out? Because I'm sure you just weren't forthright and uh, told uh, them. I don't act right when I'm high. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean, imagine that. I don't yeah, think any I, of us do, right? I, he he says, "Are you using?" And I said, "What do you mean?" You know, and he goes, "It looks like you're using." And so, uh, you know, I came clean. First I absconded, then I came back and came clean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, after that come to Jesus, you know, I, I, I put all my effort into recovery. And, uh, you know, I got a lot out of it. And, you know, I made a deal with the parole officer. I said, hey, look, you know, when can you terminate me off probation? He goes, if you stay clean for 18 months and you pay all your fines, he goes, I'll terminate you. So I did, he did, and when he was talking about doing it, I was thinking, wow, I'm not going to have to answer to anybody anymore. Um, Which is like freeing and scary yeah, at the same time, yeah, right? Because yeah, and I know me, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. um, it took about a month, and then my head was telling me that I could, you know, use a little bit on the weekend and drink a little bit, just like other people do, and be fine. Um, I wasn't fine. It's funny how we all have this, like, I think that that's the hardest part of surrendering, right? And and admitting that we're powerless is, is we all think that, okay, let me just figure out how to control this thing. I'm just, I just, it's just a, I just got to learn to, to do better or be better. Like we think one day we're going to return to the land of the normies. Yeah. 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 I can remember, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden I was back out just like that. Um, you, you pick up where you left off, right? So uh, it got bad. It got really bad. First of all, I can remember just sitting there uh, waiting for the connection to pull up. And I'd be looking at the Southwest Center over there and the happy people coming out of a meeting, you know, a 12-step meeting. And I'm like, those assholes. (laughs) I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. They're quitters. But I was miserable inside. I was going to say, why do you think you felt that way? Why do you think you felt kind of hate towards them? Was it jealousy? Yeah, they were happy and I wasn't. I was miserable. And, uh, you know, once I realized that, you know, there's no way I'm going to stop using, I'm either going to die or I'm going to go to jail or prison. That's the only two things that are going to stop me. And so it took four years and man, I went downhill, which led to the trailer, which led to, (laughs) you know, all kinds of cool stuff, but not really cool. But, um, but I learned a lot, you know, I mean, it taught me. I think too, it's important to, to bring up, like, I, sometimes we think of relapse as like all or nothing. And I hate that. Does that make sense? Yeah. If somebody has so much clean time, like there was a number of times that I had, we'll call them false starts, right? 
But every single one of those times that I had a little bit of time and then fell off and had a little bit of time and then fell off. It's like I was making it that much closer to taking off and, and flying. Does that make sense? To I anybody? like that. It's like you may lose your date, but you don't lose the experience. And that's what no. I hear you saying, Aaron, yeah, you right? You lose that time. Right. You still have that time. Yeah. 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 You don't. I like that. That time stays with you. And it's, I also think that's important as like a, a relapse prevention thing, too, is some of the worst things that people can do after a lapse or relapse is to beat themselves up over it. Yeah. All that's going to do is continue that downward spiral and keep you out longer. Yeah. Use over those feelings. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, Aaron. Thanks, bro. Yeah. All right, babe, where do you want to go? What? Any questions for either of them? Uh, let me think about that for a minute. Okay. Do you have any questions? So <laughs> my question is this. It's about marriage and recovery, right? So now that we got your guys' backstory. We know it was on a 4th of July date. Motorcycle was a common theme. Were there some difficulties early in relate in the relationship that you guys had to overcome? You know, it's so funny. We talk about it all the time that we're a little bit older and we were kind of at a place that the drama, the arguing of prior relationships, we don't do it. Like we, it, believe it or not, we don't fight. I mean, we may disagree on things. I think we've had one actual argument, you know, where we both left and, you know, both end up at a meeting, go figure. Didn't even know we were both going to be there. And then we both are there, but, um, so, yeah, there was adjustments. There was adjustments with my children because they still lived with me. And, you know, of course, I'm that's taking time away from them, you know, bringing a, a new husband in. And that relationship, that, those were struggles. But honestly, it really wasn't. What did that look like for you, Aaron? Um, it was, it was, at times it was comical <laughs> with, with their kids, you know. I mean, oh. they're wonderful children. Um, I love them with all my heart. They're they're like my kids, my stepkids, you know, I'd do anything for them. But um, I really don't think they cared much for me when they first met me. <laughs> um, we all know about my fingers, you know, my cut off fingers. And her son was like, Frank, he's like, can I call him fingers? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that aren't watching the video version of this, Aaron's got a couple. What is it? Your uh, ring finger and your birdie finger. Yeah. How did you lose those? Sorry, we're going to take a left turn. Oh, you're real good. Quick. You're good. Um, using, being high, cutting, cutting meat at Harmon's. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, I was like a superstar. Yeah. Superstar. <laughs> okay, so so the kid, you felt like the kids weren't really feeling you at first. Yeah, not really. I feel like that's but, hard. Like kids kind of have to adjust. They don't know, you know, are you stinking around? Can we trust you? They're still yeah. figuring out that relationship too. So I mean, that makes sense. That it took them a minute. Um, am I a good guy? Am I a right, bad guy? Am right. I going to hurt their mom? You know? Because I had just got well, not just I was single for quite a few years, but the last relationship that I had was a very abusive one, and the kids didn't live with me at that time, and but they knew, and found out later because my son got into my fourth step. Not knowing what it was, but then read it. So it got, yeah. So found out a little more than what I had told him. And so they were, you know, protecting mom. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. A little bit on guard. Yeah. And listen, I, I hate to call the elephant out in the room, but Aaron, you don't look like, you, you know, you're not, you look a little intimidating. He does, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not, is that too, it's is just that? you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, he looks like a version of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, like he's yeah. a buff dude. Yeah. He's got the, the buzzed head, the mm -hmm. goatee, like he doesn't have a neck. His jaw literally goes from his jaw to his shoulders, <laughs> you know? So I, I mean, I could see it. I could get it. He's a little intimidating. Maybe like old Stone Cold Steve Austin. I feel like <laughs> but hey, that was 14 years yeah. ago, so. That's a lot tougher, a lot bigger, but um For those of you that don't know Aaron too, he is a he is an an amazing man. So not all all books can be judged by their cover. That's right. So funny story, speaking of that. So before we got married, um first of all I got her name tattooed on my neck after I'd met her like three weeks. He shows up <laughs> at my work with this Melissa on his neck. <laughs> oh my god. Who does yeah, that? Like, Who wow. what did you do that for? Because I love you, babe. She goes, that's cool. Neat. <laughs> <No. laughs> exactly. But uh, so a couple of her girlfriends in recovery oh. in the rooms. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they kind of had an intervention with her. 
and they all got together, took her to lunch. Meet me for coffee at Starbucks after yeah. work. We're, we're going to put a pause in that because we're at the end of episode 90, part one. Join us in episode 90, part two, uh, as Aaron dives into that. We're, of course, going to get Melissa's response, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. And then we'll, I want to get Mandy's take on, on some of that. We'll you be right listening back. listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery, and once you become a The Steps family, you're just a part of The Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times, and it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. All right, Max, halftime is over. We're back out onto the field, getting ready to finish episode 90, rocking and rolling. Uh, episode 90 part two is brought to us by the Hilton Garden Inn. If you or a loved one wants to plan a fantastic trip to southern Utah, St. George, Utah specifically, uh, Google the Hilton Garden Inn. They have amazing amenities, uh, super clean, love the place. They're fantastic. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. So, all right. And then, of course, Rise Up Supplements. I was going to say, don't skip out. Yeah, Rise Up Supplements. So we are officially, what, babe, the 15th of next month, we will have the website up. We will have... The labels on the bottles. We will have the drop ship ready. Yep, we'll be ready to go. Ready to go. So be sure, be sure to uh, check out Rise Rise Up Sups. That's R I S E U P S U P S dot com. Uh, we got Mindful Mood. It's kind of an anxiety and and mood enhancement formula. And then Aaron, you've tried my Mind Shift. Yeah, I want more. What did you think? I loved it. What did you think? Loved it. Go ahead. Tell 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 us a little bit about it. What what did you feel from it? Um, shoot, I felt really good. Felt like a million bucks. I felt like a kid again. <laughs> you always do. Could, was the caffeine okay? Because it's caffeine anhydrous, so it's a slow-acting well, caffeine. yeah, I mean, that's added to the caffeine I already take. You know, I wake up with caffeine and use caffeine throughout the day, so that was like, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> cool. Got me through the day. Good, good. I love it. See, didn't, I I love hit you, didn't I hit you up the next day? Hey, can I get some more? Yeah. <laughs> you got any more samples? Yes. Here I am, a substance abuse counselor, and I'm passing <laughs> no out supplement. little samples for everybody. Uh, good job, yeah. Jared. Good okay. job. They're natural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's absolutely – you know, it's funny. That's what one of my coworkers asked me. It was – I think it was Daniel. He's like, this isn't going to make me test hot for anything, right? I'm like, dude, really? Like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Funny. Of course not. Oh, you know? This is health. It's, you know, it's health stuff. It's nootropics. So it helps the synapses nice. in your brain fire faster. It helps you think clearer. Uh, it helps with memory recall, focus, focus, verbalization, mm -hmm. that type of stuff. So, yeah, Ooh, I gotta check it out. You absolutely, absolutely. will. Yes. We absolutely. also have a Facebook page and Instagram page, Rise Up Sups. So check it out. Okay. Boom. Okay. Boom. Let's get back to you guys. Okay, babe. You, okay. you got anything that you want to? Well, no, we're at an intervention, and I can't That's wait to right. hear about oh. it. Oh. We got to go back to the girls, yeah. the girlfriends. Let's give a little recap. So, so you start dating. Let me yeah. give the recap. You yeah. start dating. Dating Melissa, week, week three, so less than a month, you show up with a neck tattoo of her name. <laughs> Sound about right? Yeah. 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 Can you just turn for the camera for me real quick and boom, there it is, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So so talk to me about that. Pick up where you were. Okay. So these girls, her friends in recovery, bless their hearts. I love each and every one of them. Um, they just cared about her. You know, they didn't want to see her like... <laughs> Hook up with the guy that parks his motorcycle on her sidewalk yeah, and gets a up, neck tattoo after three biker, weeks. <laughs> a biker, inked up biker, you know, I don't know. But tell, tell them, they, what did they do? What did they say? I don't remember how it all totally came about, but we met for coffee after work, just walked in, and then they sat me down, and they just were very stunned that we were talking about getting married so soon. Um, 
and just shared their concerns with me about Aaron because I didn't know him. They didn't know him very well. Big, you know, guy. And knowing the relationship, like I said before, the domestic violence relationship I was in before. So, you know, wanted me to be careful. One of the gals actually called his, is friends with his ex-wife and called his ex-wife to get some dirt. Oh, no. Got no dirt. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much it. I didn't listen, obviously, but um, love those girls. You know, I, I know they did it out there. Their heart. For sure. Listen, from the outside looking in. I mean, they're probably just wanting you to maybe pump the brakes a little bit till you get to know each other better and then, you know, keep going. But yeah. um, But when you're old and you know, you know. I know. When you know, (laughs) yeah, you're ready. Yeah. I totally understand. There's some truth to that. When we first, after our first date, it's like we saw each other pretty much every single day for the next two years. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, yeah. When you got something good, you know, you know. Yep. You know, you know. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome. So what did you think, Aaron? Were you like, oh, man, they're trying to drive us apart? Hey, listen, did yeah. you even I mean, know it happened? Did you know it happened? Yeah. I oh, mean, okay. we, we talked about everything. We talked about that whole thing. And it was like, you know, I mean, I didn't hate them. I didn't. I thought it was I thought it was good that they did that. He was mad at first. <laughs> Let's just be okay, honest. There it is. <laughs> well, the digging up dirt with my ex-wife, that was, yeah. like, that was sneaky. But, yeah, that's a I, little much. You know, from the beginning, I've got nothing to hide. You know, I don't, I don't have skeletons in the closet. Yeah, we laid I mean, everything on the table. You know. Listen, that communication—that's probably the key to any oh, yeah, relationship, whether sure. you're in recovery for or sure. not, whether your wife's a normie or not. Right? Like mm-hmm. that communication piece, super important. Absolutely. Was Jen Jones involved in that? No, no. no. Jen Jones has been a guest on this she podcast. Would, she would have been. If we she, knew her then. We didn't know Absolutely. her then. She wasn't, she was still out doing research. Oh, was she? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just know that, you, you know, I know that you guys know her. It was her another and, therapist though. Oh, was I'll it? give you that. Yeah. Well, Listen, she those, is now. You can't trust those therapists. They I don't know, know what they're talking I know. <laughs> and a school teacher. Yeah. She is now. So, ah. so we, it was a therapist and a school teacher. Wow. Yeah. And the therapist actually, like years later, called me for help when she was having a problem with, it. with her, her significant other. Really? Yeah. yeah. Come take funny. care of this guy for me, Aaron, would you? Like wow. now. Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy how that full circle. I know. Yep. Turntables. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Love you, girls. Yeah. Shout, yeah go ahead. Do, give me do. a shout out unless we you don't love want to you guys. break I, their I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I know that both of you are involved in, we'll call it a 12-step fellowship, right? Because we don't, they asked not to be said, right? And so we just call it a 12-step or community-based fellowship. We'll never tell. Never tell. <laughs> so so how has that helped you guys in your recovery and your guys' relationships? Because I know that's a big part of both of your relationships is that sense of community. For me, communication. I mean, if you saw me when I came in, I didn't talk to anybody. I never learned communication growing up. Um, we didn't talk, just didn't do it at home about r- real feelings. So working on myself and doing the step work and things like that, it gave me that courage and just the ability to communicate. And we talk about everything. Normally you can't shut me up. So, I mean, that's what, I think that was what really helped me. I was going to say, when you said that you didn't usually talk, I'm like, I can't picture that, Melissa. Every time <laughs> I see you, you're like, hey, Jared, and you know. <laughs> Very bubbly, outgoing person, so I have a hard time seeing that. Yeah, I came in with my, just to Utah, and that's three years clean, and staring at the floor and never saying a word. Hmm. No confidence. Look at you now. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. What about you, Aaron? How's the fellowship and, and the um, sense of community helped you in your recovery and in your marriage? It, it's been super good. I mean, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. Um, Melissa came along in my life at the perfect moment. It was the perfect time. For both of us, I think, uh, you know, we we do service together. We do we did meetings together. We still do um, talk about everything. Um, do meetings separate too? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't lock our phones. You know, she's always welcome to look at my phone. I'm always welcome to look at hers. Um, that's a big deal. You know. We don't say the bad words to each other. No. That was a big agreement at the beginning. Yeah, yeah we don't. That we can't mention Even joking. This. Even joking, I, you know, the F word, um, 
So you keep that respect Definitely. between the two of you. 100%. Yeah, respect, communication, trust. I'm seeing all this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny that this is coming up because uh, this week, so typically I have a theme each week when I run groups, and this week it was um, toxic relationships, six signs <laughs> of toxic relationships. And, of course, number one is, like Melissa's mentioned, physical abuse, mental abuse, or sexual abuse. That's the number one out of all six for toxic relationships. Number two was what you guys are talking about. It was openness. It was um, monitoring, controlling, like that type of stuff. So it's pretty cool that, and it also talked about how typically if you're dating, uh, there needs to be some boundaries and some privacy, right? And that needs to be respected. But when you become married, the idea is to be one, right. this oneness, right. right? And so, you know, no separate passwords to emails, no, you know, locks on phone. I mean, you can have a lock on your phone, but as long as each other knows it, you know, that type yeah. of stuff. Well, I like to point out, like, they they are, like, one, but they also can do their own meetings, right? It doesn't mean you have to do everything together because they do their own separate thing, too. Like, they have their own lives, but they are working together. I liked that that you guys kind of pointed that out because I think it's so easy to just be like, hey, we got to be one. We're together all the time. We do everything together, but it's okay to to, to be an individual as well. Did you read my packet? I, I did. I wrote it. because that was actually number three right is they respect each other's independence there's a healthy balance between oneness and independence and that goes to the monitoring right like when they're not with you you're not following them on their phone you're not doing that type of controlling behavior you know we're if they're five minutes late you know call them where are you you're five minutes late like that so yeah that's that was number three it's crazy we do we do track each other though but i usually just track my son that's not. pretty sick too, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's for more that's... safety, safety reasons. Like you know, I mean, not because I'm suspicious of where she is. Right. It's well, like... I think in your in your packet, it was more like trying to just control where they're yeah, at and right, when yeah. they're when they are where they are. Yeah, yeah. it's like, more monitoring. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Beyond all that stuff. We got about 15 minutes left here. And to be honest, I don't have a thousand more questions for you. What do you guys want to talk about? Like what, what's good in recovery? What do you want the listener to know if, if maybe they're struggling in their relationship, you know, their marriage in recovery? Um, babe, if can you're I, open I was going to say, any, can I ask yeah, a question? Yeah. So what made your guys' relationship work for you? Like, is there one thing? Is there lots of things? Like what was I th- it? I think it's lots of things. I think it's lots of things like, okay, so Melissa – and you guys know this. She she likes football. I love mm-hmm. football. Watch football. Um, you know, what else? I mean, she, she cooks. She cleans. It um, just works. I think that for us anyways, we were, like I said, older, and we were just at a point in our life that tired of all the crap. And it, it, I don't even – it just works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we do all this – we just – I don't even know why. It's it like works. it's we're like a team and it's like us against the world kind of mm-hmm. like if let's say I'm having the worst day ever. She's the one person I can come to that's going to make it better. Call me now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like it really doesn't matter. She's going to fix it no matter what. She's going to she's going to fix me. That know? unconditional love, yeah. that unconditional caring. Yeah. yeah. It's funny to hear you say that, Melissa, because like when me and Mandy first met, that was one of the first things we talked about is like, look. I'm done playing games, right? Like if, yeah. if we're going to do an adult relationship, let's be an adult about it and, and not do this game playing stuff and arguing over dumb stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's important. I think that's important. And also, like, if I, you know, I'm, I got the club. If I'm going away for a night or two, it's, she's okay with it. You know, be careful, she tells me, you know. Um, like when you go out on your motorcycle yeah, rides. Yeah. 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 Same when I go visit my son and my yep. grandson or whatever. Same thing. Like, and our families have always been super supportive, too. So, I mean, you know, our moms used to live in the same condo complex, you know, so that was really handy on holidays. That is handy. <laughs> yeah. Was that by, like, coincidence? Or did you move no. them into the same? No. They Not just... on purpose. My mom just moved there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was neat. That's crazy. That that's, is. That's, that's way crazy. That's actually really cool. That's way crazy. Yeah. All right, so back to my question. Podcast about recovery. You guys are married, been married for 14 years. Whether it's somebody, you know, something you want to share about your marriage, something you want to share in recovery. I, I want to I ask Melissa, oh, no. what, <laughs> what, and I kind of know the answer. 
know, but I want to hear it come out of her mouth. What about me bothers you? Ooh. Ooh. Well, we let's see. Listeners, <laughs> listeners just perked up. <laughs> yeah, give us some dirt on Aaron, Melissa. You know? He leaves the toilet seat up all the time. <laughs> That sounds familiar. Although it Guilt. never happened while it's we were my, dating. It's a man thing. Isn't so? that a funny thing? Guilty. Aaron used to go to Walmart to go to the bathroom when we were dating. We'll just leave it. <laughs> I thought for sure if she smelled that, she wouldn't want to be with me anymore. That's my man. You know, it's kind of, I don't really have anything in particular that bothers me that I can think of that is worth mentioning. I mean, we just kind of... It's like you don't sweat the small stuff, you know, and you just deal with it. But put the seat down sometimes. Yeah. Especially in the bathroom that I use. <laughs> but otherwise, no. Why, what bothers you about me? Um, Be honest. Honestly, nothing. I know. It's but, like... <laughs> um, you know, there's there's ways we could both improve, I think. Always, you know, but um, like Melissa's a, a clean freak, kind of. And I'm more, I'm kind of slobby a little bit, you know. I mean, I like a clean house, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'll, I will won't hang clothes up um, sometimes. Sometimes I'll, I'll make something in the kitchen and I won't clean, clean up my dishes. Um, sometimes <laughs> I will, sometimes I won't. It just, you know, it depends. Big deal. Yeah, see, not, not a big deal. She'll let me know if it's bothering her. I think and vice versa. I think that's the important thing, right? Is knowing your your loved ones' buttons and what what you can do and what you can't do. What's going to drive them crazy? What's not going to drive them crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and again, not sweating the small stuff. You know, like it can be something like, oh yeah, that's annoying, but it it's not a big deal. You know, you don't have to make it a big deal. No, I love no. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's probably a good way to avoid some of those big big arguments, big fights. Yeah. 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 For sure. Do you have another question? Oh, sorry. I was just enjoying having okay. you on the podcast. Aww. Okay. Aww. So, you are sweet. In, in, as far as recovery goes, you got a listener out there, you know, how's recovery changed your life? What blessings have come from being in recovery? Because, you know, like, especially in early recovery, you're like, man, if my life is going to be like this forever, what's the point? You know, you got people are pleasure deaf. They're just, they can't find joy in anything. Like, what's a message of hope for, for those listeners out there? So, like, life's hard, right? It doesn't matter that we're not drinking or using it anymore. Life's hard. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have challenges. I think a while back someone was asking us about um, how do you keep that spark? Mm. Um, super simple. <laughs> super simple. I mean, we're a team. We love each other. We have that spark. Um. We pick each other up. Like if one of us is having a bad day, the other one steps in and makes it better. I think it comes for me. I think for Aaron too, it's just so natural. That's why it's hard for us to put into words. It's just, I mean, obviously meant for each other. We, you know, are in each other's lives for a reason and it's hard to put it into words. Like we just, it is, you know, but for that person that's out there struggling, like you were mentioning, um, there's just hope, you know, that hope. I can remember when I, before I moved back to California, I was, my coworkers are going to listen to this, just so you guys know. And I'm so, they're awesome. And they, um, I'm finally at a place where I can share my recovery with my coworkers. So this would be a story that would be good for them. But um, I was living in a Motel 6. So paying nightly, working at a restaurant here, you know, serving. I had... One pair of underwear, one pair of socks. I would wash it out of Motel 6 or I'd go walk up to Kmart and I would steal it, you know, and go to work because I do want to be clean. And um, I had no hope in my life for anything. Like, that's just what I thought my life was going to be. I had two brothers that were also addicts um, and they've passed away now. But I just thought that's what life was about, you know. And I don't even know, even when I went... And that's at the point when I went back to California, I just knew that if I was going to keep doing that, I was going to die. And I really didn't want to die. I was afraid to die. And so I went back and to California and um, I just saw that some sparkle in my brother's eyes when he was clean, you know, and there was some hope and, and he went through a lot of stuff, you know, and he was homeless for a long time and uh, did a lot of drugs and just 
I don't even know half of the stuff I'm sure that he did. And so I wanted just a part of that. And I can remember the first meeting that I went to with him. The love that I felt in that room was nothing like I've ever experienced in my life. Nothing. And I didn't know anybody except my brother, you know, and I went up and I took a newcomer key tag and I, you know, I'm just, I don't even know, you know, but it was, I wanted that. And I, you know, and actually that's when I was visiting California, went back, still was using, but um, I remembered that, you know, and I just, there's hope, you know, for another, another way of life. You said you work in an insurance office. What what insurance office is that? Where does that come from? Oh, the best insurance office in all the land, <laughs> Joseph Hansen Insurance. That's what I thought. There you go. Give him a plug. Yeah, Again, I was going to wear the shirt. I forgot. We'll go Rolling Stones today, though. I, <laughs> I think it's cool that you can come on a podcast like this. It's, you know, all across the world, really. We, you know, we were talking about that before we started this. And share your story. Right. Because it seems like in 2022, we're finally getting to a, a place where mental health is on an, enough people's radars, thanks to COVID, that people are more understanding. You know, the stigma is getting less. Uh, yeah. Like, thank you for sharing that. And I think it's super cool that, that you have the, the courage to come on. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. What about you, Aaron? What message you got for that person that um, you may know, feel like, man, life's never going to get any better? Gosh, I, you know, one thing that really sticks out is you hear a lot of a lot of couples. They'll be like, um, "Hey, we're taking a break." You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm going to move out, and we're just taking a break. There's no such thing as a break. Mm. What you need to do is you need to sit down and work it out. You know. Aaron gives marriage advice every time we go to a wedding, and that's what he tells them, that and the no bad words to each yeah, other. Yeah, there, there's no breaks in a relationship. You, you stick it out. You go through the hard times, you work it out. You should start charging for that. <laughs> no, I <laughs> like that, man. I, I really good. like that. It's funny. Um, yeah, one of the, the feedback that I got was, uh, Jared, you and your wife are, are going to argue. The sooner you realize that she's right and you're wrong, the happier you'll be. Absolutely. Exactly. So, so there's some good marriage advice to but give I, people on their wedding day. Yeah. Right? I mean, to yeah. be fair, I'm usually right. Like, that's fair. <laughs> of it's you a fair are. statement. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes I like to learn the hard way. Oh, you obviously, do. You right? do. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Yeah. That's how you learn. It's good, man. It's good. You know what? I, I also think, too, like with Mandy and I, you know, it, it scared the heck out of me to be able to tell my story. And I'm very open about, you know, my recovery. And where she, you know, is a sweet little normie from Logan, Utah, <laughs> I'm sure that once I shared my story with her, I was afraid she was going to run for the hills, right? But I had to be true to myself. Right. You know, I, I have to live in this skin that I walk around in. And I think that's important for anybody listening to this is if you're in recovery and you're listening to these don't be afraid to share your story. You don't know who it's going to reach. You don't know how it's going to positively impact somebody else's life. The first time I ever heard somebody in public share their story, it was Todd Sylvester. And I thought to myself, this dude's crazy. Does he know he has to live in the community he just shared that story in? Does he know that people are going to see him at, at Walmart and be like, oh, that guy, you know? And then I realized that that's a me problem. Mm -hmm. See, he wasn't worried about what everybody else was going to think of him. He was just being true to himself and trying to and trying to do that 11th step of continuing to, to share the message. It's almost like living two lives. I used to keep it hidden, you know, yeah. in workplaces and stuff. Yeah. We don't got to live like that no more. No, nope. sure, sure don't. don't. Yeah. yeah. I got another question. Yeah. Shoot, okay. So what is um, your favorite part or the best part about your relationship with each other? The our, dogs? Our adventures oh. with our dogs. <laughs> yeah, we're off and running all the time. People laugh. We go on these adventures on the weekends or whenever, and we're in the car for hours. I don't even know what our 18 hours, and then we just come home. We just go riding. Do you plan them out, or do you just Sometimes. Just go? Sometimes we plan them, and sometimes not. That's it don't awesome. always happen as planned. No. Sometimes <laughs> it just ends up like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Can you imagine an 18-hour car ride, Jared? No, you know me and car rides out. I do know you car rides. You, I would feel bad for you in that situation. <laughs> we don't sure. even turn the radio on. What? <laughs> we do that's now. That's another level. We do, <laughs> <laughs> we do now, but like the first one we went on, we went to a campvention. And that was our first like 
getaway together and we just ask questions about each other the whole way up north and the whole way back and now we don't listen to the radio that much sometimes we do but it's because i talk too much we we have some good conversation which is important or not <laughs> just stupid stuff yeah <laughs> we got about a minute left aaron i want you to answer mandy's question mm. what do you think is the thing favorite part favorite parts yeah. favorite part of our relationship um this girl's got my heart. She always has. Um, just being with her. Just being with her and spending time with her. I'd rather be with her than anybody else. So and she's I, your I, best friend, not yeah, just your wife, right, but your best friend. Right, And I do a lot of fun stuff and, you know, go to a lot of fun places. But my favorite place to be is in my basketball shorts, hanging out with her on the couch. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Watching some football. Watching some football. Doing some barbecuing. Yeah, doing some barbecue. Listen, buddy, it falls upon us. We're going to be doing a lot of that stuff, hopefully. Let's do it. Yes, Go do Vikings. It. No Vikings. Max, you're definitely not going to play for the Vikings when you hit that NFL, right? Yes, Max. Hey, like we talked about before, if anybody wants to pay me a million dollars to suit up and play football, I'm good with that. You'll so. look great in golden <laughs> purple. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations on 14 years of marriage, yes. and thank you guys for coming on and sharing your stories. Thanks for having us. Stories. Thanks for having yeah, us. thanks so much, you guys, and great to meet you. Yes, you as well. Thanks, babe. You're yeah. a lot better looking than Dr. Sellers. Thanks for having me. All right. Check us out next week for episode 91. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.